catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Celine, I love you, first of all. I love you, too. And I'm so happy you're here at the Transformation Center. Thanks. It's kind of amazing. I'm, I'm, I think, selfishly, I'm just ridiculously excited because I just respect everything you do, like your realness, your transparency, what you talk about, how you motivate people. I know this is probably a little uncomfortable for you. No, I love it. How it's you awesome. help people build their business and their lives. And it's, um, and as both as Beachbody trainers, which we are, I feel like what we've done is taken our fitness platforms and made people understand that it's not just about fitness right. and how can you enhance your life. Very simple question. If okay. you had to define transformation, what is your definition? For me, transformation is being better like being better than what I was. Uh, and I know that there are sometimes people have a transformation that's not positive, but the way I view that word is like you're, you're evolving into something better. So it's a, it's a permanent thing. Like there's change, but change can be temporary. And I feel like transformation is usually something that sticks, you know? So yeah. that's how I would define it. I actually like what you said a little bit earlier about, um, you know, when, when people have a job, it's not about, you don't have to stay in that zone for too long. Mm -hmm. I always say that people are chasing the finish line. <laughs> they, they're constantly chasing the finish line. And some people might, you know, you asked me, was this what you envisioned? And for me, it was like, no, I didn't know this is what it was. But the minute I envisioned this, I knew how I wanted to live in this space. But then it just motivates me to, to figure out what's next. Right. Because this is a blueprint, but it's like what happens inside. Yeah. So when... No finish line will ever be as meaningful or as beautiful as the journey. And I think a lot of people put... They think that once I hit this weight, once I reach this promotion, once I have this recognition, then I will feel different. But the way you feel different is by being different, and that happens on the journey. So when you cross the finish line, it's just like, you know, you're an athlete and you ran track. You know that when people just focus on a finish line, they finish and they're like, <sighs> and they can't breathe and they feel exhausted and tired and depleted. Mm -hmm. And I tell people to watch, you know, the NCAA championships are on at this moment. And, I, and it's so funny because Scott and I will be watching the people run. You yeah. know, run the 400 meters, the 400 meter hurdles, which is probably the, the hardest race and then they finish and then they keep walking and sometimes Scott is like 
damn, like, why aren't they just falling over? Because when I did my asylum test group, I had them run a 400 meter dash before they even became super fit and they were so exhausted. And they got faster and they realized when you're finished, you still got to move. And it's like right. you train and you talk well, about the journey. that's a mindset. It's like the people who are like, once I get to the finish line, it will be over. That's a defeating mindset. Yeah, but I love what you said about change for me happens along the journey. The change isn't that final product. Right. Change happens along the journey. Because if you don't train, no, while you're training for that 400 meters or whatever race it is or whatever you're training for, that second that you finish only happened and that transformation only happened because of all the hard work you put in. And then this race, Scott was like, how many races do these people run a day? I was like, they can run like three. Yeah. It's like, wow, no, you don't, you know, you don't just train for game day. You train for beyond, like whatever's going to happen. And so, um, so yeah, so transformation does happen. So what do you feel about, one of, the, one of the biggest frustrations when it comes to transformation and people being excited about their transformation for me is, you know, we have these things out there called before and after pictures. Yeah. And so I always say, for me, it's about the before, before and after the after. Mm. And like, so what is happening after you snap that picture and that yeah. is that moment, but what happens after that? And so how do yeah. you motivate people to not live in that moment of just the after picture? Yeah. And even if we're speaking in terms of fitness or if we're speaking in terms of like career, and I always try to teach people that, um, the most important thing you have, and it's a word you have on your wall, is persistence. Mm. Because persistence wins. You know, we have had people following us for 10 years. And, you know, I've been doing this now for 20 years. And I have people like, I've been following you for 20 years. Well, you wouldn't be following me for 20 years if I had been sprinting the whole time. If you had been persistent, yeah. If I was, like, focused on a finish line, you still wouldn't be Because I would have burnt myself out. I would have been discouraged, disappointed. And I'm just here, I just say, I'm just going to keep moving. And sometimes my pace may slow, and sometimes it may quicken, but I'll never sprint all out where I can't breathe, and I'll never stop. It's so interesting you say that. Um, gosh, I have like two questions. First, I want to comment on, you know, going through the journey. And we've had kind of different journeys, but I was in the entertainment business for a while. And so people would always try to force me to go have this meeting and go to the next level that I wasn't ready for. Like they were trying to force me to sprint and they never understood why I say no. And they're like, well, you have to do it this way in order, you have to play this game. And I'm like, but I'm not playing their game. Right, right. I'm have, I have endurance, you hear what I'm saying? And so endurance is better than a sprint. And I like preparation, you know, preparation over time, like it prepares you for anything. And so that takes me to the question though, when was there a time where you did feel like you were close to burning out and how did you deal with that yeah. that fall because that's yeah. what it really yeah. is yeah for sure for me that was when um, brett and i had built our business powder blue and i was trying to keep up with all the competition so at the time there were companies like body pump that were doing pre-designed workouts mm. and you know a few other companies and we were doing these pre-designed workouts for fitness instructors so i wanted to create more formats and then we got an infomercial deal. Um, and even before the infomercial deal, I launched an apparel company. And I was trying to do it all myself because I didn't want anyone else to have credit. Like a lot of people say I do things all myself because I'm a control freak. And I had to be transparent with myself and re recognize the reason why I was doing everything myself is because I didn't want somebody else to take credit. Mm. You know, like uh, 
you have Alex that helps, and I have you know Kristen who helps run my life. But I wouldn't have allowed Kristen <laughs> to do things in the past because I would be fearful. Let's say that you were coming in here, and if I were to say, "Oh wow, who who got the room ready?" I would need, for ego purposes, to say, "Oh, I did." Oh, oh and I made the basket. Yeah. Oh, I did that. And then I just had to recognize that that wasn't coming from a place of control. That was coming from a, a need to have all the kudos, like yeah. I needed that. So it was about that time that we got the infomercial deal too. And then I had those workouts and those customers and the, all these things up in the air. And, and then we started getting TV exposure. So another, other opportunities were coming our way. And my mindset kept saying, take advantage of it now because it, it may go away, like a scarcity mindset. And nothing transforms you like having children. Hmm. Nothing grounds you like having children. And I had to keep reminding myself, what is my highest calling? And it is not my career. My highest calling is my children. And I got to get that right. And it really was, I remember Brett and I were like exercising together. We were on a run and I just kind of like broke down. And I remember just saying, "I, I, I can't do this and I shouldn't be doing this. And I did this. Like I built myself into... Uh, a brick prison and you've got to help me take these bricks down and but it was my kids really that allowed me to recognize how much of that I had done to myself Uh, so that's very fascinating and what I what I love about that I love when people can look back at that and say you know this is what I did because a lot of people have a very tough time recognizing that you saying that you needed all the kudos do you know and you do know we see it every day and you know that that person is burning themselves out and they're you know a friend told me a, an amazing quote that I'm going to get tattooed on my arm and I can't remember it specifically but it's like you know when the fly tries to become a spider chaos ensues or something like that like cuz you know a spider is supposed to live in this web like this is where they live and then a fly tries to fly into the spider yeah, web yeah and they just don't know how to go. And for me, that is pretty much synonymous with, you know, just authenticity and knowing who you are. And when you're trying to be yes. that thing, chaos ensues. Yes, it does. And so what was the first step? Like, what was that very first step that you took to understand that you were burnt out mm-hmm. and to really make the change? And I, and I know you said that you asked Brett to help you. Like, yeah. I need you to help yeah. me take that. But what was it? Like, what was oh, that I thing? I remember specifically. And I needed him because of the accountability. I think there are certain personality types where we, we have these moments when we know it's too much and we pull back, but we get right back into it because we're addicted to that adrenaline. We're addicted to the too much going on. Right. And I needed his accountability, so I had to give him permission and say to him, not only permission, but I need you to stop me when I am adding one more thing that we happen to have room in our schedule, Right. but that doesn't mean we should do it. Uh, and what we did is we sat down with a pen and a piece of paper, and each with a pad, just wrote out in great detail what we wanted our lives to look like from a standpoint of feelings. And I started with, what do I want to feel every day. What feelings right now are eating a hole in my stomach and what what's causing that feeling of that hole in my stomach? Why what things are having me have me feeling stressed and overwhelmed and or annoyed 
or taken advantage of. Like, so I wrote down all my negative feelings and then I wrote down all the positive things I wanted to feel and what would happen, what would need to happen in my life to feel those things. Like, I wanna wake up on my time frame. I wanna go to bed when I wanna go to bed. I don't wanna have to show up when somebody says I have to show up. I don't wanna feel like I'm responsible for all these people. Mm. I don't wanna have to say yes to something and say no to my kids. I don't, and so I just wrote, we wrote all that down and then we literally like as a fantasy said, we wrote out like, a, I, okay, five years from now, we will be living in a giant home with a ginormous backyard and we don't have to leave and everything is online and we only have a few people who we work with, who we love. You know, like we literally wrote out, and this is what time I will wake up each day. And this is what, this is how much vacation I will have. Mm. And here are all the things I will say no to. And here are all the ways that I will feel. And we wrote out this like fantasy. And then we set out to say, all right, this is what, this is the end goal. And if it even comes like within 50% of this, we'll be stoked. How do we reverse engineer this? What has to be removed and what has to change? Wow. But th so it's very intense. Like it was a very intense step that you took to, but you had to know what you wanted. Yeah, but I do think a lot of people feel like they have to know specifically what they want. And I also tell people, it's okay sometimes if you don't know the specifics. You should know specifically what direction you're headed. Right. But God and life and things just happen that you have to be able to morph. And, and what we designed, our lives look pretty close to that. But there were some things we weren't expecting along the way. And, you know, just... You, but you have to have enough specificity to say, okay, now how do we do this? What has to happen? What has to change? And for us, you know, there were a lot of specific things we had to reverse engineer that process. Okay, what, so if, if this has got to go away, what's the first step to get to that point? And if, right. if this is going to, if we're going to have more of this happening in our lives, what's the first step? What's tomorrow? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh. It's interesting because one of the things you said a little bit earlier is, you know, how do you want to feel? And I don't know if you noticed, but this whole journey started for me off of a feeling. Because when I had to, I gained a lot of weight, I gained 50 pounds, and then I started to lose the weight, and I lost about six pounds. And I woke up feeling beyond, I felt the best I had ever felt in my life. And I wasn't, my body wasn't where I wanted it to be. Nothing was really happening the way I wanted it to happen, but I felt a certain way. And that's the moment I said, if I can get people to feel like this, yeah, that's how I want to make money. That's yes. what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I, the feeling of who you are, and you know, we talk about it a lot. Like I don't do anything. I don't do anything for the, the cost of a dollar for money. I don't do it for money. How is it going to make me feel? When I, when I complete this pro project and when I want to move on to the next level, whatever that project is, how am I going to feel? Because mm -hmm. if I'm going to feel like shit, mm -hmm. even though I got paid this amount of money, then I'm not doing it. Yes. And, I, and I always go back to that when I was 20 years old and I said, 
it's all about how I feel. And some people don't understand that. Some people don't understand that the feeling is the biggest currency you'll, you'll pretty much ever have. Do you know why I think that is? I think because people get so focused on um, vision boards. You know, and so they, they put a house on the vision board, they put a skinny girl on their vision board, they put a, you know, white picket fence and a car and money sign symbols, and all those are things, and they don't represent feeling. And sometimes to get that thing is going to feel like shit. Right. It just is. It's, like, yeah. you, you know, to get to that, like, let's, that girl who's got like ripped six pack abs and she, you know, has like, eight percent body fat that looks beautiful but that does not feel you won't find a woman who's at you know that low body fat percentage who actually feels good well yeah i I say it a lot and i'll say it again the first of all you not everyone can be a fitness model so as soon as you accept that we're good to go and the person who is that lean and strives to be that lean is also looking in the mirror being like i feel fat today totally because it's not about that final look. Fit doesn't have a size, it has a mentality. And so mm. how do you feel at that moment? You know? It's and like, even all those other things. Like so we kind of I've always been very goal driven and um had to learn how to like from taking courses and learning from experts how to set goals and achieve them. And I, I got really good at that and I got to the point where every goal that I set I would achieve it, but they were goals like drive this car, earn this much in our business. And when we had that pivotal run, Brett and I, and decided to change our lives, I said, we've got to start goal setting from what we want to feel, not what we want to have, not what we want to accomplish. Like, what do I want to feel? And then figure out what fits into it. And everything's changed from then. I'll never feel that way again, ever. Yeah. And I want people to, to not think about, like, don't let somebody else tell you what a goal should be. Start with like, what do I want to feel? What do you want to feel? Speaking of feeling and goals and burning out, what was the biggest transformation that you had to overcome in your life? That was a really, really big one. I mean, it affected everything. It affected my health. It affected our marriage. It affected all things. And so that transformed our lives. Okay, cool. Um, But in the process, I didn't realize how much damage I had done to myself physically. Hmm. Um, And so... I, I think a side effect of that transformation is another transformation that I, is with my brain health. So I had a brain scan done in 2015. I did a podcast interview with Dr. Amen about adult ADD, and I was kind of like joking about it, like kind of like, oh, I'm, it's hard for me to focus, almost bragging about it. But after the podcast interview, he said, I think you should come in and have your brain scanned. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, and your husband too, you know, because he played football. It'd be interesting to see what kind of brain damage either of you have. And so I went and did my brain damage. I went and did my brain scan, which is a spec scan. And it's really interesting. They shoot radioactive dye into your um, body, Hmm. basically. And then they have you concentrate really hard and take all these tests. Then they scan your brain to see what's happening in your brain. Then they put you in a room, no phone, no TV, no nothing and just sit there, silence, nothing, no magazine, (laughs) just how are you going to do if you're just sitting there? That was like, I felt like I was a prisoner of war. (laughs) You know, it was like a nice, comfortable room, but like there's nothing to do, there's nothing for my brain to do. He said, just just try to relax. And then they scanned your brain again. And when my scan came back, 
um, they were shocked and like they, they literally said, now don't take this wrong way, but now you, you've, you've graduated from college? And I'm like, real, like there's giant hole, I'll show you that picture of my brain um, before. And what I realized is there was so much brain damage that I had personally done via lifestyle. And I didn't realize that what I thought, here's my scan before. So this is my brain before. See these big holes? These are concussions. And this is parts of my brain that have gone dead. So like this is the brain, this is my brain in um, 2015. And here it is just a couple weeks ago. So I've been able to regenerate that, those areas of my brain. And then all this dimpling basically said, you've got the brain of someone who's 20 years older than you. I mean, you are on your way for Alzheimer's. Your brain is oh not functioning. It's, you're not getting blood flow. Like when you can't remember things, when you're annoyed and irritated with people, that's not because you're an introvert. That's because your brain is, it's not, is in chaos. you're only using part of it. Yeah. And so I was like, I would, first of all, I was disappointed in myself because I knew I had gone years and you are, um, such a good sleeper like you prioritize sleep and rest and I had not I thought during the, that time when I was trying to do everything because these opportunities are going to go away I would sleep four hours a night five hours a night because I can sleep later I would think but I didn't realize the sacrifices I thought I was making because I had children so I will therefore work at night I was going to be sacrificing time with my kids anyways because you can't live with the brain like that because longevity wise it's Gone. not going to and I was, I, I, everything was irritating me. Like I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. If I could hear somebody walking through the room while I was trying to focus on something, I'm like, so you're just gonna walk, huh? I'm trying to get something done and you're just gonna walk. Wow. It would be like so, and I, if I could hear noise or music or anything, I'd be like, ah, everyone's driving me crazy. Because it, if I was interrupted, then I would have to go so deep to try to remember, what was I doing? What was I thinking about? What was I focused on? Where was I? And I don't feel that way now. I, I couldn't remember things. I was very clumsy. I would, like, spatially, I would, like, back into things, and I couldn't park right. And I just thought that's just who I am. You're like, oh, I'm just being silly. Yeah. And now, because I followed, like, getting my brain fit, and I felt very much like sometimes our students do, where it's like, I have to trust this is, that this is working, I have to believe that this is working, but this is hard and I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to bed early. I don't want to have to focus on meditation. I don't want to do these things, but if you're saying this is what it's going to take to get me fit, get my brain fit, then I'll do it. Okay, so is this in California? Yeah. I need to come. I want to do this. I want to do this. Because there are some things that you say that I'm like, yeah, I love to go to bed early. I do spend time, like I'll go to the spa once sometimes twice a week to like have my time but I still like when you said when somebody walks through the room and you get anxious because you're like why are you walking because I'm trying to how dare you breathe yeah and (laughs) I'm like wow maybe that's why I like to spend so much time alone because the noise outside and it's interesting and I think that's the um that's kind of like the honest self-talk is that we are motivators we do motivate people we do have a very large portion of our lives in order but we still struggle and i think that that's really important for people to hear is or hear the story about 
your anxiousness, yeah. why your brain wasn't yeah. fit, because it's not an easy road no. and it's not easy to be where we are. And it's not to say we're better than most people in the world, but, yeah. but striving for greatness sometimes can take a toll on other parts of your life. And it's always a process of maintaining and sustaining, you know, good health and good mind and good just in good feeling overall. And so much of what they kept telling me about how I needed to heal my brain, they'd say, you really need to make sure your diet's in line. I'm like, my diet is in line. I eat very, very clean. And every time I would meet with someone at the Amen Clinic, they would bring that up again. Like, you really, I'm like, why are they saying this to me? And so I wanted to go in and say, you know, here's my nutritional panel so you can see how I'm eating, right. my vitamins, you can see the vitamins and nutrients and the things I'm supposed to have in my diet, you'll be able to see it. So I had an uh, integrative medical professional order um, a panel for me to be able to take you know, my blood work and see, okay, how are you eating? And when I got those results back, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like things that should be in my diet because I'm eating it were zeros. Like most of my protein columns were zeros. Vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin B, I'm like, and my, the doctor said, this, my friend, is leaky gut. You're eating these things, but if your body isn't absorbing them, mm. then you're not, it's like you're not eating them. And you can't heal your brain until you heal your gut. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like, this makes so much sense. Now I get it. But I, I'd heard people talk about leaky gut. I'm like, yeah, isn't that someone it. who's got like irritable bowel syndrome yeah. or something like I, I'm, I'm, reg I'm good I'm regular You're like I'm eating regularly yeah. I'm good so like I didn't think that was something that was a thing for me like I ignored those kind of conversations until I did the panel it's like you know here's the thing with our health you can guess or you can test and not everyone can afford to test but everyone can afford to to do their own testing and kind of figure out what's going on and for me it was a lot of lifestyle stuff like sleep is one healing my gut and understanding the things that I was just like, oh, it's no big deal if I have a Diet Coke every day, and realizing how bad that was for my gut. And it's no big deal if I eat this or eat that. It's still clean, but I didn't realize it was inflammatory for me and it was causing so much problems in my gut. And then I did some extra things. Um, I did uh, hyperbaric oxygen mm -hmm. therapy. I've done hyperbaric training. Yeah. It's so good. And I did, now, so the, my results have been over two years, right? So I only did the hyperbaric oxygen over like the last four months. And I have only done like 12 or 15 sessions. So I really think it was more the lifestyle stuff. It was removing stress. It was learning how to eat and not make excuses for things that, oh, it's not that bad, mm. you know? And learning how to... Um, be healthy and start with my brain and not worrying about I was exercising three hours a day that's not good oh gosh you know I was restricting calories because you're exercising like a professional athlete yeah like but I felt like I didn't have a choice like if, right. I, if I don't I'm gonna gain weight and so I had to just trust the process and go well what if I just tried to heal my body and heal my metabolism but it was scary you know but it is possible and I think that what they told me, which I think they'll probably end up telling you, is I had such extreme ADD and the, the areas of my brain that were damaged from concussions, which also childhood trauma can cause that same mm. reaction, like parts of your brain just shut down, that certain people are really good at just finding a workaround. 
which is maybe like, maybe you have to isolate yourself for three hours every day, but that's not normal, but you found a workaround. Right, And right. maybe you have to do all these things, but you think, oh, that's just, that's just me, that's my part of my creative process. But your creative process is actually a coping skill for a lot of people who don't realize this is happening in their brain. So it's kind of like a Band-Aid effect. It's not really healing who you are and healing Yeah, because we don't realize it's even an issue. We just think, okay, I know how I have to make this happen. Right. I know I need silence. I know I need... Um, like, this is me. Like, this is who I am. And it's really a coping technique, yeah. maybe. Wow, that's incredible. It's interesting. What I love about you is that you definitely look at your internal self often. And, you know, you said people, some people can't afford to test. Right. You know, they do self-testing. But I think people are afraid. People are afraid to get the results of who they really are. Mm -hmm. You know, I talk to a lot of people, and the reason why they cannot transform their lives is because they don't want to revisit. And we had this conversation yesterday. They don't yes. want to revisit because of fear. Yes. And I'm holding it together, so right. why would I open this can of worms? Yeah, and fear is false evidence appearing real. Like, mm -hmm. you cannot predict the future. But the crazy thing is, like, you know, through your fears and your struggles become your biggest strengths because if you face your fears, you would number one realize that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be and that you're able, in a sense, to control the outcome even a little bit more. But they just, be, people become so stifled. So anyway, thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you. So I guess the last thing I want to say is, you know, what is your, what is the first line of defense for you to help, help motivate people to just take that first step like I, if I'm yeah. standing behind a door mm -hmm. and I'm about to open the door mm -hmm. to this new world to this new world of transformation yes. and even if I open that door there's there's pretty flowers and streets of gold you know how they say you know when you when you die you go to heaven as the gates you know yeah. open and the streets of gold but opening that door yeah. is going to open your mind it's going to go it's going to open up everything it's going to open up the can of of everything that stopped you from opening that door in the first place. Yeah. How do you get them to open that door and not have the fear? The fear comes from, I'm going to do this wrong, or that I don't deserve this, or it won't be good enough. And I think um, a lot of those messages were implanted in our head by an ca early caregiver, and it was their voice. We don't recognize that that voice is still their voice. You've just put in your own voice. Yeah. Now it's in your head, but it's still their words. So what I try to encourage people to do, because that's going to be there. We can't, no matter how much we say, like, don't have fear, do it, go for it, people still feel it. So I always say, make it messy. If you make it your goal to make it messy, I don't want you to think about perfection or getting it right. I want you to come in here and FSU, just, which is an acronym for uh mess things up <laughs> you can say that here at Shanti's Transformation Center because if that's your goal you then you know you can do that like right, I know right. I can mess things up just come in and try and make it messy that's what I always say and whether I'm speaking to an entrepreneur or someone who's considering doing therapy or someone who's starting a fitness journey I would say just don't think about perfection just start it and make it messy because you can't fix it and it can't get better until you start and I think people feel like okay I can I can, I can make it messy. I'll try well, that. Well, yeah, because, you know, once I realized, you know, I was on this journey and I was like, you know, I want to make this perfect. And I was, even with any project, I was trying to make it perfect. And then when I realized that perfection is temporary and change is constant, 
then messy became really amazing, you yeah. know, because it's like you can do so much. You can do so much more, and like a piece of this is going to feel perfect for that moment, but it's only for that moment because things you can build the most amazing house, and it's the perfect house on day one. But as the house goes on, the house is going to get dusty. There's going to be erosion. You're going to have to fix the water heater, like. Right. It's perfect for that one day, but you constantly have to change things around in this amazing house in order for it to stay amazing. And so yeah. people don't, you don't have to be perfect. It's not and about it's such it. such a mentality, I think, especially so with health and fitness, where you'll hear people say, um, I did your program and now I'm, uh, or I messed up. I got, I went on vacation, I messed up. So I'm going to start it again um, when I get back from yeah. this trip. Or I'm going to start it when my kids go back to school. I'm like... No, this, this is a lifestyle, and we don't want to approach it as an all-or-nothing thing, but people are so afraid to do it messy, but you're, at least you're still doing it. Well, the, the thing, the, the, my biggest one of my, I have a lot of biggest annoyances when it comes to fitness and, you know, the do-it-again thing mm -hmm. and the starting on Monday. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, if I said to you that you're going to get $10,000 a day for the rest of the year, are you going to say, start giving me that money on Monday? That's a good point. No. You're going to be like, give me that yeah. money today. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening or for, all, for anyone out there, and I have to tell myself this, like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to eat another little bad meal. If it, first of all, I don't believe in bad meals. I believe in making the right decisions. But right. my whole point is, why not do something today, even if it's very small? Because the $10,000 you're going to spend... You're going to spend that $10,000 that yeah. you get every day. But the change in the feeling that's going to happen in your body is going to be, make a compound effect of ma amazingness. And yeah. so don't wait till Monday. And don't have the I'm all in or all out when it comes to health and fitness. This is your life. So it's just like any, it's like being in a marriage, right? Or any relationship. There are days when it's really good and there are days when you mess up. And when you mess up, you don't go, well, I'm just going to ignore this relationship until next Tuesday. Yeah. You, you, just, you just do better the next interaction. And right. that's how health and fitness should be. Your next meal, should, you should try to do better. Your next workout, your next day, you should schedule a workout and try to do better. So that you think of it as a journey, not a, I'm all in or I'm all out. And never be afraid to do it wrong. Be afraid of quitting. Right. Be because what, happen, what happens over time is we create scenarios and we create a new truth because no matter what Shalene you can say anything to me that is positive but my perception of it is going to be its truth and what happens over time when you're not doing things to better your life you start to gain this perception of what's happening in your life and it becomes true because it's the only thing you know so you have to change your perception of what's happening it's not that this is a cheat meal you have to look at it as like I'm treating myself or you yes. can't you can't look at this office as like oh my God, this is such a horrible place that I'm walking into. You have to change your perception of how can I change it to make this thing better because there's something amazing about the fact that this business was built. And so it's really about the perception of who you are. And people just need to change the perception so that they can have transparency, so that they can persist in doing the best that they can do so that they can have an amazing continual transformation. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And with that Amen. said, I just want to say thank you for this talk. We're not done. We're going to go do five of your favorite workout moves, and then we're going to eat. But is there yes. anything that you want to say to the people who are listening? I know you have an amazing podcast, and you have a bunch of amazing – you have your Marketing Impact Academy. You have a new – can you say the name of your new project? Know. Let's not say it yeah. now. If we say it before we film it, yes. I'll come back in, and, and we'll do, you'll do a commercial for it. Okay. It'll That's be a commercial fine. for the podcast. I know you have a lot of things coming yeah. up, but I just want you to give some motivation and, and to the people who are listening to this yeah. just to just help them along their way. I want to say that you should honor yourself because you're actually listening to a podcast or you're, you're taking in this experience, which says something about your desire to be better. And as long as that is your goal, whether it's reading a book or learning from someone or sitting down and having a conversation that will enlighten you. Like I think our goal should always be to try to be a better person in all areas of our lives. And so every every day do something that helps you to grow and to transform because that is I think that's why we're here. We are here to to try to improve our lives so that we can improve the lives of the people who are in our life. Thank you. Well, you've definitely imp- I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like you've definitely improved my life. Uh, so thank you. you. I love thank you too. You. <laughs>